0: So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD.
1: Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Son
0: in front of people like five minutes before, I'm like, I'm not going to do
1: this,
0: (laughs) because there's no way people want to listen to us talk about fish, but 10 years after we started this podcast, here we are um, talking in front of a bunch of our friends and people who will be our friends soon, so thank you guys so much for supporting us, Um, this is really awesome, thanks to the Armour Music Hall for having us, Um, I'm RJ, this is Megan, hi, and I love being in
2: the Armour, so nice to be here, it's
0: Yeah. I basically live here. And this is Matt Dwyer, who is um, among our most insightful and wonderful co-hosts that we've ever had over the past 10 years.
1: So we had to have him back to come up on stage,
0: so thank you.
3: Cheers! Um,
0: Real quick, we want to thank a couple sponsors. Um, Iron Hill is providing this delicious beer. Thank you, Iron Hill. Um, We have free beer on our shuttle yesterday and today, and um, if you were on the shuttle that was uh, Quite an adventure, and we're, uh, <laughs> we're ready for part two. We so appreciate you guys putting your trust in us, and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun.
2: Awesome, I also want to thank Rhythm, which is one of our sponsors of our after party last night, which awesome, and today as well. So Rhythm is a premium cannabis brand with a passion for the plant. They're super committed to delivering a true plant experience. And they are growing and processed right here in Pennsylvania. Rhythm provides quality, premium flour made and concentrate products, and they're going to fit your lifestyle and help you discover a beat that's all your own. So they take care to harness the unique qualities of each strain for the full spectrum of mind and body benefits. So check them out at rhythm.com, and that's rhythm without an H, so R-Y-T-H-M.com. Thanks, Sam.
0: Thank you, rhythm and rhythm is set up over there. Thank you guys for coming and thanks for supporting us. Um, oh, also, if you didn't come here to listen to us talk about fish, there will be music soon. Um, so that will happen pretty soon. We have um, the Cal Kehoe band. Um, I think Cal is still getting used to people calling it his band, so just call it the Cal Keo band as many times as you can in a row, um, so that he gets more comfortable <laughs> with it. But. Four amazing musicians. They're going to play a set of music, and then we're going to we're going to take the bus over to the man for night two. Um, before we get there, Matt, how was night one of the
3: man? Oh. Us. <laughs> I told you he was insightful. <laughs> no, we in had a blast. Um, it was interesting for me because I, for the first time in a very very long time, just um, I have not been playing along a lot night by night with the tour. Usually I'm watching every webcast, listening to the show the next day, and I have just, for one reason or another, not been that motivated this, this year. So I haven't listened to some of the shows, I have shows that i listened to mostly hit highlights that people told me about. I've loved what I've heard so far, um, but going to last night, I felt the least prepared for what they were gonna do. That I've been in a very long time, Uh, and I was kind of blown away. I had a really, really good time. Um, Energy was there, flow was there. Not the best show of the tour so far, I think, but it was pretty awesome, and it got me really excited. For Is it going to change how you listen, or are you going to be listening
2: back now? Keeping closer track of the tour, do you think? Probably
3: for the rest of the tour, yeah. I think I think they also hit that critical point in tour where it's like all right, this final midweek run and then all the garden shows, uh, and now we're back, woo! And yeah. It, yeah. So we'll we'll see how they keep the like, momentum going, but um, yeah, now now I'm very excited.
2: Yeah, it's kind of crazy how much they still have left to do this summer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, seven shows at MSG starting this weekend. I still wonder if there's going to be a theme. Do you think there's going
2: to be a theme? I don't know. I mean, I
3: kind of think there is going to be one. What do you think, Matt? I think the theme is going to be fish, playing really, really fucking
2: awesome shows. Okay, That's a great
3: thing. The merch is going
0: to be... we're going to run out of space, but I think that's a good idea. Um, okay, so the first set, I don't have to sell this in front of me, but they played a lot of songs. Really nice, long bathtub gin at the beginning, and then like I, I thought it kind of, like I was sort of checked out at times during the first six. It felt like just like there were a lot of songs, but I know that many people felt differently. How did you guys feel about that that first seven? One thing I
2: really liked is it was kind of like they play a song, Strawberry Letter 23, which is a song they don't play all the time. And then they launch into like a longer song, like Bath of Jin. Whereas they did that the other day in Wilmington when I was at the show, it was like cars trust buses, and then they go into like this big wave of yeah. hope. So I'm really into that kind of like pattern of starting with the songs not played as often and then going a little bit deeper. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I thought the bathtub
2: Jin was really fun. There were so many page moments last night, but yeah. especially in that first set, you know, you've got like an and Jin and Coil, these songs that are just like just remind you of the Page, and you're just like always hit the page feeling you know, like was really bad. What was
3: your take on it? Yeah, I mean, the, the I felt the same way, like when they play kind of a quickie, fun one, and then they uh, go right into like a jam song, the second song of the night, feels like there's like something happening there from, from the start. Um, Jim's good, nothing crazy special about it. The segue into the back in the training was awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. something that you don't always see that the show, is that kind of flow mm-hmm. from, from song to song. Um, but, you know, like I said, a couple of the things that I had heard on this tour that I'll kind of touch back on. One is Trey's play, uh, which I think has been really, really fire uh, this summer. Uh, I was lucky enough to see the first night of the Trey trio shows in Denver last month. Uh, and I know that was a kind of much maligned show for various reasons, mostly because people can't accept new things into their heart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, maybe they will. I mean
3: maybe they'll find their heart at the bottom
2: of the
3: well. <laughs> 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 but um, no, I mean I thought this play was really inspired. I've heard a lot of really fast run stuff that you haven't heard from in like 10 years yeah. or anymore. Um and so that's that's one thing that I've heard. The second is tempos the tempos are way up. Compared to the last couple of years, um, and then you, I think you have to give it to Fishman for that, he's driving yeah. that. And then the third is the fact that there's a lot of times that even when trades great, the other three guys are all great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, usually you can say like, alright, if two or three of them are really on right now, they can make something happen. But right now, they're all driving the jam forward. So the reason I bring that up, I think the, the first thing that I mentioned, Trey's playing. I wasn't really seeing that last night. Um, yeah. He was great. He was energetic. He was in it, but not that kind of
2: incendiary playing that we've seen before. Yeah. Maybe we'll see that tonight. Like the leadership kind of pushing jams. So, that what you mean? Know, just like freezing. Just then... just
3: like fire playing. Just yeah. playing very fast. Um, a lot of runs of notes that you might have expected in the 90's, but recently he's kind of a little bit more tasteful in the notes that he plays. I mean, just a lot, I think he's just been practicing a lot and playing the guitar like crazy, and so he's able to make that stuff happen Like he hasn't been in a long time. I also feel like, just looking
0: at all of Cal's effects pedals, it makes me think, um, he hasn't been using the effects like as much, you know what um, I mean? He's been playing more and less, I feel like sometimes when he was going heavy with like those new effects, he would end up on kind of like a Island by himself, yeah. you know what I mean? And then the band yeah. would have to kind of like figure out how to, and then it would usually like dissipate, yeah. you know what I mean? But without effects, he's just like driving forward playing guitar. You said, like, what you even expect in the 90s, which is wild.
3: We'll give a anniversary throwback. Um, he's, Trey's slimming down his rig. He's basically just got the stuff on the floor and his controller and stuff. He's that, all the stuff he's talked about the last couple of years, like the rack effects and everything, he's kind of like ditched that a lot and gotten a lot more focused. Um, and the throwback is to I think what was our first ever live event or maybe our second when I accused Trey of just (laughs) dicking around with his pedals too much all night because he just made a bunch of changes to the rig but that's kind of what you're talking about it's like and I I, as a guitarist I find myself doing the same thing it's like you get into a jam instead of thinking about what can I play how can I express myself it's like okay I've got all these tone machines in front yeah. of me, like, what can I hit next to make it sound really cool, instead of just ditching all of that and saying, you know what, I'm just gonna think with <coughs> my
2: head and my fingers and just make it happen. And while you can listen more, I feel like their jams have sort of been super conversational yeah. in a way that's like really stood out to me, and they've just been like allowing the jams to breathe, and I heard that a lot last night in the second set.
0: Well, let's talk about the second set. Down with disease into the well—that's the only thing I remember. Um, and I think they, were, they played other stuff. How many people's favorite Fish song is the well? And some people think they
2: don't like new Fish songs. That's so weird. Well, when
0: you when you introduce it with a twenty-minute jam, like then that's that's how you so that's smart. how you
2: get people. But, <laughs> They've been doing this thing like they did with "Tweezer into Oblivion," right? It's take this big, reliable jam vehicle and then follow it up with this new song and jam that out too. It's you know when we were talking the other day on the pod and Brian was saying that there hasn't been that many 20-plus minute jams back to that. There's been like six in all of Fish history. That's crazy. I think that we've gotten so used to expecting these monster jams that it's it was surprising to me that there haven't been that many. So. Um, last night. Oh, wow, was so fun. I love this song that has this really uplifting, really love and light intro and the lyrics, and then it just turns into the darkest, scariest shit you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I like
0: that. It's really great, and, and by the way, the back-to-back 20-minute jams thing, that's something only Brian Rubin could do. Like, I still don't I'm even so know how, how he figured it out. RJ, I was
2: thinking about that this morning for like an hour. I was like, how do like what did he search by? Like what like am I just
0: done that I don't know how to search by that? Like I was like this is I'm glad
2: to know what this means. No, I've been thinking about it a lot. But, um <laughs> took a fish shot and
0: master. <laughs> um I know the guy who uh, wrote the lyrics to the well. I think he's here um somewhere.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Great job! <Woo>! Amazing, <laughs> amazing.
0: And s- several songs debuted this tour so far, the Tom Clover trade, which is really amazing. Um Matt, what was your take on that Down with Disease and the Well? That was like a what? Forty, yeah, forty-five minute kind of segment of music.
3: Yeah, something like that. Um, awesome. The the disease was great. Um, I was actually a little bit disappointed when it kind of started coming back around to the head at the end. But it was different. They were just kind of like improvising Down with Disease lyrics and harmonies over the end of this jam. And I was really hoping for, to hear the Well because yeah. once again I saw it Denver, it was the highlight of that show, even you know, like, a lot of people were not exactly feeling it, they played the well, and everybody in the room was like, okay, this, right, <laughs> here, this is it. Um, so I was really excited about that, and then, you know, it was, they kind of played that dark ending, and they jammed, and then they went back to it, and they, like, finished up, and I don't know if you guys caught it, um, but immediately after, Fishy was just like, can you just play that one again?" That was so awesome. That was so awesome. And then the Tray
2: like,
3: well, it's well. Well, yeah.
2: It was so great. I feel like these new songs are so inspiring to them, which is just all we can. it's just more than we can ask of a band that's 40 years old. It's unbelievable that, you know, through this partnership with Tom and Trey that they can write these songs, and a few months later, they're jamming it out to space. It's just—it's incredible and exciting.
0: I think there's like a pretty clear pattern, and I've said this a bunch of times, but like new songs create inspiration for improv, right? Yeah. 2013, wingsuit, the fuego stuff, into 2014, and then like No Men. There's so many, like, you see those periods of introducing new material and, like, they... It's on,
2: everything's right. Yeah. They yeah, nine, but...
0: yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that happened too, exactly. Yeah.
2: That was the first time they beat a command. But it's I do think,
0: I do think when tours are not quite as, like, innovative, it's because of the lack of new material.
2: I mean, yeah, last year maybe, I don't know. Yeah. We were talking about that in yeah. the
0: pod last year. Um, Matt, as a musician, um, Walls of the cage, just going back to the first set was a complete train wreck. But not like, a, like I, I didn't even care. But I just watching it was like, oh my god! Like, it reminded me of like a two thousand four like train wreck. You know what I mean? Like they they just weren't like they just couldn't figure it out. And I thought they might just like end the set and be like, all right, we'll regroup. But Trey really wanted to like. Redeem them with 46 days. Okay, my, uh, I'm so glad I get to hear it again. Um, that's what, probably my 46th time. Um, Matt, as a musician, like, is that? Did you did you empathize with him for being like, all right, we gotta like
3: make we gotta make up for that?
0: I admired him
3: because I would have been like, all right, I need to get off the stage as soon as possible, go clear my head, and, like, lick <laughs> my wounds, and like figure it out. But the fact that I realized that very quickly. I was like, why are they playing 46 Days? They just played like a set closer, and I picked up, because it wasn't that long in the 46 Days or anything. It's just like, he needed it to be like a clean ending of the set, which I feel was great. And that's like, that's how a professional deals with, you know, that kind of situation.
0: It's probably good. I think I texted our HF 5 group and I said, Trey's a complete psycho. That's what, that was my thought in the moment. I'm like, why? Why? How can you play more music right now? It's insane. And he just never, never stops. But it's cool that, that, like, that yeah, they didn't want to go out on that note. Yeah. Um,
4: yeah.
0: What else did they play in the second set? Sea of Stars. Right. Yeah. So, but it, it really does hit differently when you're there than listening back. Sea of Stars, right? I
2: did see that. Like, I yeah.
0: think it's a vibe in the moment that you have to feel, but you, you, you thought it was like a, Appropriate call for that time.
3: Perfect, perfect. Yeah, I don't know if it was planned, but, you know, the, um, I'm sure if we were all at the, uh, at the show, going to the show yesterday, we saw the forecast of rain, and it's been hot, it's going to be hot tonight, and the rain cleared, for us, just as soon as we got to the lot, and then the temperature was perfect, and like, I don't know if this was why they did it, but that first line, we're all here together, and the weather's fine. And, at least on the like terrace lawn, everybody went nuts when he sang that first line. Cause it was like, yes, this is exactly what we're, like, yeah. where we are right now. Um, and you get into that like deep, lovely, meditative. I mean, after forty minutes or whatever or right, raging, sometimes yeah. you
2: need ten minutes to just like. Yeah, and yeah, after such a dark ending the well, like yeah. it's nice to have this like beautiful breather, like you said, it's really contemplative. That song always reminds me of The Grateful Dead, like, there's just that, that openness and that kind of, like, breezy feeling to it, and I think it's just a perfect breather song, and really well-placed, which I think they've been doing really well, yeah. on this tour, especially.
0: Yeah. So, they close the set with Dust. is that
3: right? Well, right. Or don't don't leave the ahead. Oh, right. So it's Piper. And piper. Um, I wanted to see the they, can't, they
4: can't. slow build Piper.
3: It's just like it's done. He's too excited.
2: Uh, too excited. <laughs> it's like a
3: piper. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The piper, and then um, Robin. which when the crosswalk. I wanted to see that. Unbelievably smooth segue. I mean, Trey kind of talk back, I can count them yeah. off, but like force it for him to be like, we can do this right now. Um, cross-eyed, I had everybody just... Yeah. Just short but sweet jam, I had to uh, invoke Jonathan's micro jam. Yeah, for yeah. Just like, a couple of minutes, uh, I'm, not, I'm allowed to use it. Um, couple of minutes, but it was a like really, really awesome couple of minutes, and then before we knew it, Jock to us just came out. That so oh, yeah. was
2: butter. It was yeah. perfect. When I listened to it on recording this morning, was so the see that again.
0: So, the, um, and by the way, thank you everyone watching the stream who's commenting. Um, we're all too old to read the comments, but um, <laughs> thank you for all your compliments. Um, if you have questions, then we'll answer them later. Um, Matt, do you know, like he's been using the TalkBack mic like, during jams? I don't think he did it last night, but apparently I, we've talked about it a little bit, like during improv sections, he's been using it. And I'm just so curious about what he would possibly say, like the middle of a jam, like do you. What, what would be your hypothesis on, like, the spectrum of, like, keep it up, guys, to, like, we're gonna drop it into
3: F minor. We're going down a while laugh. <laughs> listen, yeah. listen, I am the captain, of other parts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh What did you? if you saw? And, and I have to. Praises because I love, 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 love what he's been doing, this. the what are you doing the videos on Yeah, screen. yeah. He talked to Bruno the other day, the monitor uh, engineer, and said he has this thing now where he has a button and he can just talk directly to, to Bruno, so I think he's maybe doing a lot of that. Interesting. You know, they've got engineers now for the first time yeah. Yeah. ever, which has got to be, after 40 years of playing through Regis, has to be a huge adjustment, so I imagine there's a lot of that stuff going on. Um, so okay. maybe it's more technical than like... I think it's on. that, but I think it's otherwise it's just like calling out songs, like, and if you think about it, back in the 90s he had the longer, right, because it was too far from the age, so it's like, Yeah. Really have to him, but, um, but then also, um, something like Last Night, where he can be like, cross and painless, one, two, yeah. and three, and yeah. get
2: into it, so, it's great. Cr- I love it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I thought the encore was
0: super fun. Yeah, tell us about the encore. I, I was telling my wife that they were definitely going to play you go myself, including like the Counting Into Fire, who was like, You were like,
2: this is it. Like, yeah. it, It's sort of similar, I it really right? It was like,
3: they also I had, had like, like exactly
2: 20 minutes before 11.30
3: when
2: I saw that. So I was like, okay, this is. Right, it worked yeah. out, yeah. I was surprised they played fire. I mean, they play like once a year. Yeah. They played a battle last year, and it's still kind of exciting when you hear it. It mm-hmm. just makes me think of Midnight's Fish every time I hear that song.
0: They're having such a good time. Um, yeah. And I hope everyone out there is having a good time. Hi, everybody. Um, we're going to get to some music in, in a couple minutes. Um, you, Megan, are lucky enough to be going to Madison Square Garden this, this Friday.
2: Yeah, that's right. And we have a happy hour. We have an HF Hot happy hour. We're gonna be Bluebird Hard Water. We're gonna be at Mustang Harry's starting at four o'clock. Yeah, I'll be there. Come Mustang hang Harry's out. back. Yeah, perfect. Come hang out, say hi. Pre-game, Vibes are gonna be so high. It's night one. I'm excited. Do
0: you guys wanna record any predictions for the MSG run at all? Or or anything for tonight? I'm
2: not really into the predictions game.
3: I, I mean, I think it's very sad to you know no repeats. Other than that, I'd like, despite my joker, I do have a feeling it's like no feet, it's just like seven awesome nights. And I wonder yeah. if, like, this is making experiments in doing something that's not the full, you know, commitment of the Baker's dozen, right. but also not just like a three or four night run in New York. Like, I think somebody, which Jonathan here at the dead, in the 90s, used to do, like, Seven or eight mm-hmm. nights at MSG, or yeah. a couple of weeks, right? So maybe it's kind of that thing where
2: like a residency. They can, yeah, they can do this once a year, almost like
3: the Almonds at the Beacon, right? It's just yeah. like, Once a year, they kind of set up in there and do the thing. Who you knows? Maybe this means that New Year's is
2: going to be somewhere else. Yeah, Sorry, wow. probably.
3: Probably not. but
2: Or they could just do a Seven Deadly Sins theme.
0: Yeah, I think that. I think that's. I think it's
3: too dark. They're all. Alone. I think it's too dark. <laughs> What? Bagels. I heard
2: bagels.
3: Bagels would be great.
2: Yeah. Colors of the rainbow. Colors of the rainbow makes a lot of sense. That
0: would be super cool. Although I hope we would get advance notice
2: because I would really want to plan my outfits accordingly. So I know they need to get am going to need some up. insider info
3: if that happens. So, night's going to be a party night, the next night it's going to be
0: night. Now we're talking. Um, Anyone watching who has inside info, can you tell us, but only some Megan can plan her outfits. Because she doesn't want to be unprepared for for outfits. Um, okay, well, I guess we should get to some music, although this is really fun. Um, does anyone have anything they want to say or any questions for our esteemed panel before we move on? Is Mike's new bass
3: affecting their playing?
4: Ooh, is Mike's new bass affecting their
0: playing?
2: Well, I was watching that video that Trey made of Mike, and Mike was talking about what he does when Trey goes low on his new effects, and I wonder if that's something he's thinking about, especially after last year when Trey was playing so much like really low end effects. So that was interesting to me. But Mike sounds better in the mix to me this year, a lot better, and that's been a big thing because I really missed him last year. I felt like he was not turned up enough. So, but I don't know how it's affecting their playing anything. I mean, I agree
3: with what you just said, but my takeaway of the last night, because this was the first time I was hearing bass in person, was how crystal clear Mike was. First off, the sound, I don't know about the pavilion, the sound on the terrace and one last night was unbelievable, it was so so good, good. the bass was so powerful, I could hear every single note that Mike was saying, without sacrificing the drums or anything, so I would say if anything, maybe that
1: yeah. is affecting
3: it and that they're, they've got more clarity and so they can jive together a little bit more, um,
0: but, but it's, you know. Yeah. Thank you for that question, random person. <laughs> um, any other questions? Anything else you guys want to throw out there before we get to some music? You guys like music. That's good. Um, I just want to say thank you to again to our Music Hall for treating us like family always. Thank you guys. <laughs> And thanks to Rhythm, and go check out Rhythm's Table. Thank you to Iron Hill. Um, there will be more Iron Hill on the bus, as I've said at least a hundred times at this point. Uh, mostly because I'm excited about it. Um, and Matt, thanks for joining us. Will you come back
2: again? Thanks,
3: Matt. I'm always here. I am mean, just in the background, turning the knobs, just <laughs> making it happen. I never left.
0: And then, speaking of, thank you. Dead. thank you bud, thank you guys for making us making this all work, we appreciate it. Um, Alright, that concludes our talking portion, although actually quickly, I wanted, is Cal Kehoe here? Did he show up today? Um, I think Cal should come up here for a second and maybe just tell us a little bit about this band, not while we're still in interview, uh interview.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hi guys. Hey,
3: Hi, What's up?
4: This is Cal Geo, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi. Good night. Good night. Yeah.
0: Um, now before you uh, play music with the Cal Geo band, um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about how this band came together and, and the music, and anything you want to share just to give people a sense
4: for what you're doing. Yeah, so the three of these guys, so there's Kieran Edwards on keys, uh, we've got Miles and Mulci on bass, and Henry Thomas on drums. Uh, i know Kieran for a really long time, because we did a battle of the bands together, when we were very little. Like how Like, I don't know where Kieran is right now. I was definitely like 11 or 12. 12? Oh, wow. like, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Did you battle against each other? Or like, I think he was in the middle school and I was in the high school. So you crashed. I was like a freshman high <laughs> school. Uh, I think I won that year. Yeah? Yeah. I, yeah, I do not know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's a good one, I hope they really did We're gonna say that you want just because. Yeah. Um, so I've known Kieran for a long time, and I've always been a fan of, uh, of, of Miles and Henry, and they're also in another project called Residual Groove. Yeah,
1: awesome. with uh, Kieran's brother, uh, Previn
4: Edwards. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, kind of, I kind of poached those guys from their own <laughs> band um, to be a part of this project. So, they've been great so far.
0: So original music, I know you've written a lot. Um, Where, when? Well, obviously people know you from your like constant touring with Big Talking Fish, but
4: you found some time
0: to record.
4: Yes, Um, thankfully, for the opportunity to write with Tom Marshall here. Um, We wrote a couple songs together. We just recorded two in the studio in Brooklyn. So those songs are going to be out hopefully soon, uh, part of a full record.
1: but yeah, I mean, I'm just during the pandemic, that was
4: kind of my time to like, to just write a bunch of songs, yeah. so there's like hundreds that are sitting on my phone right now. Um, we just have to get into a room and just finish them up and, you know, we'll see which makes the cut for the record. So, we're playing about seven or eight tonight. It's so
2: exciting. Yeah, really exciting. Yeah. And can we cut,
4: and we will
0: call it the Calipito band? to make you uncomfortable in any time
2: <laughs> so I the Cal Kigo band.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think on one of the Osiris posts, it said Cal Kigo trio, like a four-member band. <laughs> okay. It's a new take on trio. <laughs> well, it's like I thought, like, you know, a band is just three people. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Right. I so, what do you guys think? Should it be Cal Trio with four people? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. God. I don't know. <laughs> I got one hard no over here. Um, Cal, before
0: you before you guys play, we'll have a quick <clears throat> changeover, but has Connecticut always had a music scene? Because I know so many awesome bands from Connecticut right now. Like, is that
4: a generational thing or is that always in that way? I will say I think Connecticut has always had a music scene. Um, I think you just had to like really search for it. Now it's really blossoming. Obviously, with you know Goose being from Connecticut, um, and there's a lot of the also. They're all from Connecticut. Air. Did um, you know, someone say air? Yeah. 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 yeah, John, John Air, <laughs> formerly of Dead Company. Yeah, <laughs> 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 to be to be continued. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, like bands like the Kung Fu, they started in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Actually, Miles' father founded that band. Really? Yeah. yeah he was also right. a bass player too. So, so yeah. So you know, I think, I think I think it's been there, but now it's really starting to blossom. Um, and I feel like really happy about that because I don't need to move. It's so exciting. I live
2: in New York, and
4: I'm going up there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I so mean, there's all these new great venues around there too. So it's 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 starting to happen over there. That's awesome. Well, congrats. And I will say
0: that all four of these guys are extremely kind people. I know that because they stayed at my house last night
4: and <laughs> were extremely respectful. And so, thank you. Of no course. I just, I, you know, I, I, I want to shoot you a text make sure, you know, do we make the bed? Yeah. We're going to the towels. It was like,
2: just throw it, just leave it. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you
0: guys were going to show back up at 8 a.m. and, you know, be yeah, like disheveled. Although only one of you guys uh, <laughs> which is Amazing. Um, <laughs> All right, so we're gonna hear some music. Yeah. After a quick changeover, with the Cal Kihoe band slash trio. <laughs> uh, thank you, Cal. And I will say while we have everyone on August fifth, the last day of the Fish MSG run, we're gonna be doing a party kind of like this in the afternoon, three to five p.m. And Cal is gonna bring back together a uh, a we, we the code name. Can I say the code name? Yeah, Tom actually came up with it, but Ooh. the code name was Black Eyed Katie because we they played it as a 97 tribute. But we're getting that band back together with a different keyboard player, but you with Karen, you, Adrian, and Chris and Karen. And you guys are gonna play some music and we're gonna do this kind of thing. So if you're going to MSG. Um, come hang out with us. I always said thank you for always being
4: willing to hang with us. Absolutely. It's the 10 year anniversary of Osiris at the party, right? Of, of the Long Family Podcast, yeah. yeah, and cool. Let's give it up for that. Great. People still listen to us. We're backstage and people said
0: they were listening to us and I'm just like... Really I don't really believe it. People I meet musicians and they're like, we hey, listen to your podcast. And like, you're just saying that. Thank you though. It really makes me feel good. To say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: all
0: right, let's hear some music. Uh, thank you guys all for coming. Thanks everybody for watching the stream. Uh, you'll hear a bunch of music in just a couple minutes. Thank you. Yeah, everybody. Yeah.
2: The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMs.
3: Wasn't just a radio station; it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city
1: for sure.
4: The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America profiles The Wrath of the Buzzard PROH files Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts Hello Tom May here host of Future Friday I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band The Menzingers where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people So I started a podcast